We got this cool thing going on today on Nani's Tunes Podcast with Lena and Avery. Is it Goo? Yes, it's Goo by Sonic Youth. <laughs> I have nothing for this. I, To be blunt, I did not enjoy this album. I didn't think you would. I love this album. <laughs> it's not the lyrics. I, I get where they're coming from with some of the lyrics in the songs. I just did not enjoy the music. It's been called anything, they've been called anything from most original guitar work since Hendrick, classic. Neil Young called them a classic. They've also been called, called toxic waste dump for your ears. Yes, I could understand that. That's how my ears felt and my head felt listening to this. <laughs> Part of uh, some different ways to describe them. One is noise rock. I felt that they were just putting noises out there for the sake of putting noises out there. I think they tried things like using the, like, screwdrivers to play the guitar things like that oh that's very obvious very experimental i think they had booth in the recording studio they tried like putting the sound microphone that's what it's called (laughs) different places tried some different things there's like mildred pierce and i think he's like forget i'm just gonna yell mildred pierce (laughs) i i get being experimental Mm -hmm. and Kudos to them for doing it and releasing an album. But yeah, I just did not enjoy it. So Sonic Youth were found uh, founded by Kim Gordon, Thurston Moore, and Lee Ronaldo in 1981. They were together till 2011 when Kim Gordon and Thurston Moore, who ended up marrying and divorcing, and they went through a bunch of band members, especially drummers. When they first started out, they just took turns playing drums and then they found a drummer and They got their name from, and I don't know these bands or people, MC5's Fred Sonic Smith and reggae artist Big Youth. So Sonic Youth. Okay. Goo was their sixth studio album in 1990. Their first with a major label, uh, Geffen. And then they, after this, they kind of exploded. They made albums. They made everything. Like, they toured. They did a lot of things. They were, after this, they were in Lollapalooza. They did a Carpenter's Tribute album. They were in The Simpsons. Do you remember that? Homer Palooza? Yeah, I remember that one. I learned today that there was a real guy who was hit with in the gut with a cannonball. <laughs> he was based on a real guy back in, I don't know, it was black and white photos. I didn't look that bad. <laughs> that, uh, that might be the most astonishing fact <laughs> of the day. They... F- we're kind of testing their label and said they were going to call the album Blowjob, but the label wouldn't let that. So they they came up with Goo based on like the song My Friend Goo. Like just kind of Okay. My Friend Goo was ba- was a character or Goo was a character in a story Raymond Pettibon's Sir Drone story. It was like a punk story comic. I'm not exactly sure, but that's how they got my friend Goo. One of my favorite songs on the album, and I don't know, I always found this song ridiculous. It was. I goo, agree goo, with you. Goo, goo, <laughs> goo. It's just funny. I found it funny. There's a lot. Dirty Boots. Well, <laughs> Dirty Boots was taken from live recordings from a University of Co- um, California concert. The single for it also had a live recording of other songs, including their song Eric's Trip, which is where... Canadian New Brunswick band Eric's Trip got their name. Okay, I've never heard that band. You've never heard of Eric's Trip from New Brunswick? No, or any band from New Brunswick to be more precise. Rock Cuisine? Or is maybe he's Quebec? I thought and he was he's Quebec. not a band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
I'm surprised. They were kind of like the first, I think they were the first Canadian band signed by like a Seattle grunge recording studio. They kind of like Sloan era. I'm just surprised. Their song Tunic, I just learned this today, uh, Song for Karen is about Karen Carpenter. I didn't realize that at all until I was listening today. I'm like, huh. And then I did some reading and didn't take much. It has to do with her anorexia. They mention like all these things like she's like goodbye Richard which is her brother and just like you can hear if you listen to the lyrics it's all pretty clear especially if you know her story or not. But most maybe most interesting background song story is Cool Thing which has Chuck D from Public Enemy in it. Yes. She Kim Gordon interviewed LL Cool J for a spin uh, article and it's based off that. She doesn't, like, I guess if you look at the video, it spoofs one of his videos. They make, I don't know a lot of his work, but they make references to their songs and stuff, so. Okay. I don't think he was In a good way? No, not really. I guess he was kind of misogynist and didn't, it was a really awkward interview and they didn't see eye to eye and yeah, so. Okay. Mildred Pierce, novel. It's just a novel, but it was a video, it was a movie featuring it was Joan Crawford's first movie they were going to use a picture of Joan Crawford and Kate Winslet does a new tv show I think Mildred Pierce I've never watched it I've never seen it either but they were going to use Joan Crawford I guess like a caricature of her on the the, on the um, album cover but they wouldn't let that what they chose did you look up the cover the yeah. two mod kind yeah. of British people. It was based off a photograph of these two witnesses in the highly publicized, not the word, but media interested um, Moore's <laughs> murders in the 60s in English. It was a brutal murder. I looked vaguely into it. I couldn't. The Wikipedia was so long. There were children murdered. They found them in Moore's. I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it was based on these two witnesses. I just thought I could have went. Gordon went to York University, Ontario for a while. That's that's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could have read, yeah, there was a lot to read, but that's that's what I brought it down to. Okay. That, yeah. That's a lot. I, I don't have much because, I, like I said, I didn't enjoy it too much. So. Do you have a Canadian connection? Let's start with that. I do. So the producer on this was Nick Saranzo. Yes. And he is a full-time professor at Claire Davies Institute of Recorded Music, which is part of Tech School of Arts, New York University Tech School of the Arts. A lot of people have gone there, including Andy Sandberg, who was on Saturday Night Live. with Not at the same time, but also on Saturday Night Live, Mike Myers. Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> no, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the cool things... <laughs> I'm I'm seeing trends on albums like producers and stuff yep. and one of the producers on this album not just or sorry mastering Howie Weinberg and he showed up in a couple of our podcasts so far like he's worked with um Beastie Boys and we've talked about maybe we just touched about him a little bit but he's worked with a tremendous amount of good artists, Smashing Pumpkins, U2, Arrested Development, three years, five months, two days in the life of. Mm-hmm. He was a master on that, which he won a Grammy for. He's won a like, uh, thousand and two Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the real number? No, but um, he's worked with 
Daft Punk, Fiona Apple, Yeah, 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 Sheryl Crow. Yeah, just to name a few, but there's a whole bunch of people that he's worked with and won a lot of Grammys with, so it's kind of cool to see that, that some interesting names are starting to pop up over and over again. And not necessarily names. You don't really... uh, Most people don't know producers of albums, generally. So maybe unless you're in the business or really follow, but so yeah, that's pretty cool so i can't even remember if i had this album or not or if my older sister did but i think you did because i think i remember seeing the album cover and it might have been in your collection okay maybe maureen had it and then i bought it because i liked it but i could tell there are songs i really liked there were songs some songs that were almost forgettable like Uh moat but when i looked one's written by kim gordon were the ones that I more or less liked. She wrote Cool Things. She wrote My Friend Goo. She wrote... Did she write... No. And she wrote a tunic. Like, when I think of my progression as a person, as music, like, I always say... Remember I said I didn't really like Alanis because I had been listening to, like, angry feminist music anyway? Uh This is kind of one of them, that I've been... Just having an angry female wasn't new to me. Uh So... Alanis wasn't like to a lot of people she was kind of like out like what I mean by out there popularized that at the time but I was just like oh same old same old not her sound wasn't the same but her kind of like so are you happy you picked this album I am happy I picked this album not for you and I because I knew you wouldn't like it but but you've picked albums before that you thought I wouldn't like but have enjoyed or appreciated more as well yeah and I just, I mean, I didn't listen to too el- too much else from them. I don't know much else is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I am happy I picked this. It was different. I forgot about it. I I never forgot My Friend Goo because that song goes through my head every couple of months. <laughs> okay. But I didn't remember all of the album. Yeah, so I'm glad that I chose it. Well, there goes my question. I was just going to ask if you happy you chose it. So. Yes, well, you did ask that. Oh, That's I, I answered your question. <laughs> What song shall we put on? I don't care. You pick. Either My Friend Goo or Cool Thing. You can still pick. You've narrowed it down to two. I know. I was kind of hoping you would like tell me one for sure. Let's go with My Friend Goo. It's not like the other songs and it's kind of silly and doesn't even really make sense. I guess knowing it's a character in a story but i'm sure you will be happy for this what's your choice for next week you'll be happy to be moving on and what are we happy moving, to moving to? on and i don't know if i listened to this whole album before or not but we're going with blind melon and their self-titled debut album blind melon oh blind melon are they the ones with the girl in a bee costume it is yes. oh, okay i can't think of the name of the song yeah i don't think i know this so i'm pretty excited good and oh. tune in on Friday for this weekend for Mambo Number no. Five. Oh yeah, I forgot. By that um, Lou Bega. Thank you. <laughs> and next week for Blind Melon.